This morning's scripture is from James, the book of James, chapter 3, verses 13 to 18, and it can be found in your pew Bibles on page 1883. James 3, 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes with wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. But where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. How many of you have ever gotten good and lost? Can remember, I, I didn't do cadets for long, but I did cadets long enough that our, our grade five group, they took us out into the woods and they had taught us how to use compasses. Anybody ever have that? And they get you out in the woods and then the leaders leave and they tell you, camp is north of here. <laughs> Find your way back. <laughs> and you're like, ah, how do we do this? Bunch of grade five students out in the woods trying to find their way back by north. Now, don't worry, the, the leaders were around, they had an eye on us, but we didn't realize where they were. Finding north, though, I'm realizing is a little trickier. I've got a compass on here, and, and north has multiple definitions. Did you know that? I was doing some reading on it this week, and there, there's at least five different ways of describing north, and I'm not going to go into all of them, other than to say that there's one that's out in Alberta somewhere that's actually a city, okay? North Pole, uh, and you can mail letters to Santa Claus there. Uh, the other two, though, there's one that's called True North, which is kind of the geographic north. That is, that is the actual top of the world. There's also a magnetic north, which all our compasses are guided to. And if I'm going to follow magnetic north here a minute, I'm going to bump into Jack, and I could try and climb over the pews to follow north, and I'm heading off that way somewhere. Do you know that that magnetic north actually moves? It's not situated in one place. It moves all around. In fact, magnetic north, up until the year 2000, they've been tracking it for almost 100 years, where magnetic north was, and up until, until the year 2000, magnetic north was moving south, 
towards the Hudson Bay at a rate of about 10 kilometers per year. And suddenly, in the year 2000, it decided it wanted to change its mind, and it's now moving towards Siberia at 55 kilometers per year. So it's actually changing, and it drifts all the time in there. This change happens so much, and it throws things off so significantly that in 2011, a whole bunch of airports in the southern part of the U.S started making announcements that they had to relabel all their runways. Airplane runways are based on coordinates based on magnetic north and south, the latitude, longitude. And because magnetic north had kept moving, pilots were coming in the airports and the runway wasn't where it was supposed to be. And all of a sudden they said, we've got to do something. So they've been, over the last 10 years or so, recalibrating all sorts of airport runways and renaming them to get them lined back up with, with what the pilot's instruments are telling them. Magnetic north shifting all over the place. There's actually a whole equation out there now that, that's built in to help you figure out how far off magnetic north is from true north. And they give this equation out uh, almost yearly, they're, they're adjusting it now to make sure that people know where the true north is in relationship to magnetic north. This passage is describing both of those realities. It starts off with the magnetic north. It starts off by describing the things that pull our hearts in one direction. And it starts saying things like envy, did you catch that one? And selfish ambition. And it says if our hearts are bent towards envy and self, selfish ambition, if they're, they're pointed towards that magnetic north, if you will, towards envy and selfish ambition, they're going to take us off course. They're going to lead us in a different direction than we need to go. And, and when they do, all sorts of other things are going to come with it. It says in the text there, you just read it. If you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambitions in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For wherever you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. This sense of, of our heart's desires is what James is getting at. He's like, what's, what's giving you the direction in your life? What's shaping the direction that you're walking in? Is it, is it selfish ambition? Is it envy? I'm sure we could add a whole bunch of other things in there that shape our hearts and the things we desire and the direction we're walking in. James says, when you have selfish ambition, when you have that bitter envy, you find all sorts of other types of evil and brokenness. And it leads us astray from the true north that we're called to follow. And James goes on, he says, but, but there's a different place. It's not just this one direction that we sometimes follow. We're also called to walk in the way of Christ. He starts giving us other directions. The wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure and peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. 
Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. I think one of the things that we're called to do, we just had four new leaders ordained up here. We just had a group of children uh, moving on in their discipleship, and we were acknowledging those moments. All of that, what we're trying to tell the children and what we're telling those who are stepping in the leadership is find true north. Find Jesus Christ. Look at Jesus Christ. Orient your life around who Jesus Christ is and what he did among us. This idea of purity that's in this passage is, is not the sense of, of holiness in terms of keeping laws. It's a purity that's meant to reflect more on the attitude and motivation in your hearts. And what we would say to those who are stepping in the leadership is, where's your heart today? What's the motivation in your heart? How are you being called to seek Christ and orient yourself towards Him? The challenge comes in, though, that most of us, in fact, all of us, if we take Scripture seriously, all of us are bent towards sin. All of us are bent and prone to that fact that we're going to go off course somewhere. We're going to start chasing something else other than Christ. This passage actually gives us some assurance. It starts pointing us to some signposts. One is, it starts pointing us back towards Scripture. By talking about these characteristics that are in there of of being peace-loving and being considerate and kind. Those things are, are used in other passages to describe who Jesus Christ is. And it's saying, if you need your bearings, if you've gotten off course, look again at to who Christ is. One who is peace-loving among us. The one who is quick to show mercy among us. The one who is peaceable. The one who spent himself making peace Peace between God and us. Peace between us and each other. If we take those passages in Ephesians 2 seriously, that we've been reconciled with God. We've been given peace with God. And we've been reconciled with each other. Those things that have divided us have been torn down so that we're reconciled with each other again. This passage is pointing us back and saying, you're not doing it on your own. But God has sent Jesus Christ so that you may be reconciled with God, have peace with Him, and walk with Him. And we know from this season of the year that we've also been given the Holy Spirit. That we, we have been given the Spirit to nurture us and to train us and to reorient us. That whole equation I was talking about, that they talk about the distance between, between true north and magnetic north, there's a whole, whole equation in there that's meant to help sailors and help pilots reorient themselves to true north. In fact, the higher up they get in the atmosphere, the less trustworthy their compasses are. And they have to have other instruments that help point them back, point them back to where true north is and the direction they're supposed to be heading. And in many ways, that's what the Spirit is doing among us. That the Spirit is prompting us and saying to us, I've got you. Come back this way. You're a little bit off course right now. Come back this way. And so we're being trained to listen to the Spirit, to be attentive to the Spirit. Sometimes we simply say we need to pray, not with words, but more in a posture of listening. 
one of the prayers that David prays in Scripture that helps us enter into this type of, of recalibration is simply, is simply, show me the offensive ways within me and lead me in your way everlasting. It's a simple prayer of God. Where have I gone off course? Help me to come back on course with you. The last thing given to us as a gift is to be part of a community. Have you you've taken a look at these descriptions of what we're called to, the life we're called to live together? The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. All those characteristics are ones that are expressed in relationship with one another. It's hard to be impartial if there's no other people around. You need people who are different than you, where there's conflict and a a possibility of being partial. And it calls us to be in community with one another. That as we step into community, we begin to see these signposts of what it means to follow Christ faithfully. Signposts that are, are displayed in the people around us. So that if we find ourselves in a situation where we're lacking mercy, we might prompt ourselves and go, hmm, something seems off course. Better check our compass again. Better reorient ourselves and spend some time again in prayer and in the Word of God. This coming year, we're starting off a new ministry year in, a, in two weeks. It starts into a new space, and there's a, a phrase that, that James uses a couple times that I think is relevant here. He talks about how do not be merely listeners of the word or hearers of the word, but to put it into practice or to do what it says. That as we enter the new year, that's one of my prayers for us as leaders and us as a congregation as a whole, that as we would hear the word of God calling us to reorient ourselves towards Christ and calling us to make sure that our lives are lining up with the life God calls us to in Scripture, that we wouldn't just simply nod and smile and say, yep, that sounds good, but that we would become a people who end up putting it into practice, that we would do what Scripture calls us to do, become a peacemaking people, a considerate people, a people who are full of mercy as we are aligned with Christ and the Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, you are at work among us. You are at work helping us to see you, to know you, to walk with you. We pray that your spirit would fill us and reorient us, that you would show us the ways in which our lives have gone askew, in which we are no longer walking after you, but we have begun to chase after other things. May you set us free from selfish ambition, from bitter envy, and from all sorts of evil that leads us astray from you. May you reorient our hearts, Lord that we may desire to walk in your ways and to follow you. Help us through your word and through your spirit and through the community of believers to reshape us and reform us that we might walk in your ways. 
we might do what you have called us to do. In Christ Jesus, our faithful Savior and Lord, we pray. Amen.